Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I have Sarah J. Lorero. Sarah is a mindset coach and business strategist who is also a yoga teacher, animal lover, inspired living advocate, and outdoors enthusiast. She teaches women to quit their nine to five and live their dream life. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me, Kim. Um, I'm so, so happy to be here. I'm excited to talk to you. You are a business strategist and coach, but one of the things I'm most excited about talking to you about today is mindset. You talk to people about mindset, and one of the things that I like about you is that you are living what you're teaching people. You teach people how to break out of what society says you need to do and should be doing, and you teach people how to follow their heart and chase their dreams. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's a message that I have really been expanding in in my own life for quite some time now. And I mean, as you know, you know, um, uh, just earlier this year, I I decided to take that full leap and and really live it. And that's so exciting. So tell us, for those of the people who haven't met you before, tell us about where you live. Um, Because where you live and how you live is what many people would consider to be a glamorous life. So kind of give us the background on where you live and how that came about. Sure. Yeah. So right now I'm living in, on a small organic farm in Esteli, Nicaragua. And it came about in a very interesting, like manifesting law of attraction kind of way for me. <clears throat> And so I could, I could back up the story for, you know, like 10 years ago when I first went to Nicaragua, um, I met my soon to be, well, at that point in time, soon to be husband and uh, completely fell in love with the country. I was doing a cross-cultural exchange and I just felt this huge sense of freedom there that I had never felt almost in my life before, really. And I remember one of my friends once, she looked at me when we were on one of um, a bus and, and she was just like, you're going to live here one day. And I almost knew in my veins and knew in my blood that that was going to be true. Very and cool. yeah. And so, um, fa- you know, fast forward <clears throat> a few years into the future, my husband's here with me in Canada. Um, I'm working the nine to five, you know, I, I got my full degree. I got multiple degrees. I landed a really amazing job within my field, you know, so, so grateful for everything that was happening for me, but there was still this idea, this just itch that there could be something more there, there could like, what if, right. And my husband's family happens to own an organic farm and cafe in Nicaragua. And so they, um, you know, 20 odd some years ago also had that little itch of, you know, maybe there could be something more. And so they purchased this farm with like no idea of what they were going to do with it. And, um, and my husband had kind of just always had this dream of, of just moving back home, right. Moving back to the farm and doing something with it. And in and around the same time I was doing my yoga teaching certification and, um, once again, fell in love with that. And, uh, was just, I just started reading a lot of articles, um, during my nine to five, during my day job about, you know, like how to take my business online. And 
that became, you know, what seemed to be something that was going to be happening in our retirement. Then we were like, okay, well, why don't we talk about six years from now? Because I was making all the calculations of how much we would need um, and trying to play it all safe. And then, you know, six years became three years, three years became two years. And then all of a sudden it was like, in six months, we are doing this. And so I was at my nine to five at that point for six and a half years. And in December of 2017, I quit my job. And in January, I moved to Nicaragua to take my business on full time and really just embody what, what I knew that I was meant to do. Hey friends, I got so excited about today's episode that I forgot to introduce myself. My name is Kim Peek and I am the founder of Power of Run. When I first started running, I was somebody who absolutely hated running and my friends dragged me into it kicking and screaming. And you can hear all about that in episode one. I ended up losing 50 pounds in the process and after that, I was hooked. Now I'm a coach and I believe that movement and running and fitness and nutrition and the friendships we develop out of that activity can transform lives. And it's my goal with this podcast to help you learn to think, move, and live like a champion. You can get all kinds of freebies, learn more about me, and find out what kinds of courses I am offering by going to crushingmygoals.com. Also remember to follow me on social media as at sign power of run. And remember to subscribe to this podcast. Enjoy the show. That is so exciting. What a fun story. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Very cool. So we've heard it said before that we become the five people that we spend the most time with. And I know that this is something that you've talked about before too, um, which would mean that if we spend... If we become the five people we spend the most time with, that means that who we choose to spend our time with becomes a very important piece of mindset and being able to get what we want and living that life that we want. So do you have any tips that you share with the people you work with that might help people um, who, who find that they have some of this negativity in their closest relationships? Yes, absolutely. And I just want to say right now that I know how difficult it is because a lot of my closest relationships um, have been like that. And in fact, some of them are still like that because family is is a relationship that you can't really stray away from. Um, Even in my nine to five, I mean, it was very important for me to surround myself with the people who understood and the people who felt excited for me because there are going to be a lot of people when you talk to them about your hopes and your dreams who are either afraid for you, afraid for themselves, or just feel some sort of a level of insecurity about it because they're afraid to do it, right? Or like Mm -hmm. they really want to do it, but they don't know if it's going to happen for them. And so um, I'm very grateful because my husband is a very optimistic, very positive person. And in fact, he was one of the people who was kind of pushing me to begin with to really create something that I really enjoyed. Um, But I find that especially within the online space and being an entrepreneur and um, even thinking about your dreams and even daring enough to um, even start thinking about these things, right? It's very hard to find people, um, 
even within your closest circles who totally get that. And so one of the best things that I did is I really branched out into my online communities that I was in. I started creating relationships with other women who had, you know, similar experiences or who wanted similar things in their lives. And basically one of the, one of the best kind of parameters that I've used for deciding who gets to come into those five people is, you know, when I talk to them about things that I'm excited about, do they lift me up or do they bring me down? And I think that that is so, so key because you want to make sure that the people you're surrounding yourself with are constantly bringing you into that higher level vibration. Um, because if they're not, then you're always just going to be spiraling into that self-doubt. So what do you do if it's a, your spouse or a parent or somebody that you really can't ditch? What kind of conversation do you encourage people to have? Or, or what do you tell them to do if if they need to get somebody to support them or that, or they're not getting the support that they need. Yeah, this is huge. This is huge. And I love that you're asking this question because it's, you know, it comes up so, so much. I'm actually currently working with a client who feels that way with a husband. And so I, there's, there's always two different things that I think are working here. One is if you need to constantly prove yourself to someone else, then that might actually mean that you want to prove yourself to you. And so first of all, we need to do that inner work with our own judgments and with our own beliefs, right? Like, why is this person triggering me so much? Is there something about what they are saying that I feel like is true? And if it is, if that's the case, then how can I reprogram my mind and really reprogram my thoughts to believe something Um, or to, you know, challenge myself to that belief, right? Because if Mm -hmm. I really want to do this, and if I really want to chase my dreams, then obviously I believe that to be true. But if someone really dear and near to my heart is telling me, you know, the opposite, and I'm getting very offended by that, then that might be that there's something also inside of me that I'm battling. And so that's, that's step number one. Um, and I think as soon as you, as soon as we do that deep inner work where we try to really understand what is it about what that person is saying that is triggering me, um, I think that after that we can really start to create deeper relationships with the people around us, still including them into our lives and still including them with these dreams. Um, and, you know, maybe, and this is kind of step two for me, but maybe with some of those people, it's not even about, it's not even about sharing um, all of your hopes and dreams with them, right? Like maybe it's just getting yourself to a conversation with them where you both mutually agree um, and just keeping yourself positive, even with the conversations that you have with them. Does that make sense? Yep. That's a great tip. That's a great tip. You also say in your bio that you are an inspired living advocate. What does that mean to you? I love that. Um, Inspired living means to me that every single day, you know, like my business isn't just about the the business aspect of what I do, where my yoga practice wasn't even just about the, the yoga business of what I did. It was really about um, living up to the fullest version of myself. And so constantly, constantly asking myself, you know, like, what does the best version of Sarah look like? Um, and really trying to expand on that every single day, because I think that a lot of the time when we, we can totally just get 
deep into our, you know, mediocrity of, um, you know, feeling those negative feelings that we have about ourselves or about our lives. Um, but every single moment that you have is an opportunity to turn that around. And so when I talk about inspired living, what I really mean is, you know, like what would, what would be the best and most vibrant and most full version of yourself that you can think of, right? Is that, is that the person who travels? Is that the person who, instead of watching TV all night, spends time with their children? Is that the version of you who, you know, is, is finally ready, try ready to try that vegan diet? What, what is, what makes you feel really inspired and how can you live into that? I love that. Do you feel like you work with a lot of women who are stuck right there? Like they're maybe their kids are starting to get older and they're starting to get more free time to themselves, but they've been so stuck in this. Oh, this is kind of where I am. I think with a lot of the clients I work with is they've all been raising kids for all these years, or they've been following their careers and chasing these career dreams. And all of a sudden they find that they have a little bit more time for themselves. And now they're like, okay, now how do I do this? I'm kind of stuck. Do you, do you find that you have women who don't really know how to make that leap? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, one of my, one of, one of my best clients was actually in that position and it's, it's really incredible. I think that we definitely, um, we still have like a massive double standard in our society, right? When it comes to men and women. And I think that women are often told to not take risks, to not be daring, to not be bold, right? Like we have to be the secure rock of the family. We can't take those risks. Whereas men are often taught that, you know, like you, you they have to take risks. And so <clears throat> what usually ends up happening with women is just like it, exactly like you said, a lot of women put their dreams on hold because, you know, they have these other little babies that are their dreams as well, right? Mm -hmm. They raise their children. And then all of a sudden when it comes to like, oh, I actually do have some more spare time on my hands. I find that a lot of women actually keep on creating excuses for themselves as to why they can't do it because they were stuck in this one place for so long. And another huge, huge thing that I find with that is that women tend to do a lot of busy work, um, in terms of chasing their dreams and really putting themselves out there. And so, you know, like they will design their websites, <laughs> um, you know, 10 different times, um, do rebrands, you know, pivot in the direction of their business, buy a whole bunch of new courses, uh, because it's almost like they've been in one place for so long that they're almost afraid of the unknown that goes like beyond that because their identity is so tied into where they are right now. Interesting point. I like that about the busy work and just kind of spinning their wheels, thinking that they're getting something done, but really not accomplishing what they're trying to. Yeah. And I think that that really comes down to, um, you know, like, are we actually afraid of our own success? Right? Like, what, what has society told us about our own success? And what has society told us about um, you know, women kind of stepping into those different roles, although, you know, we've come a long way, but at the same time, I feel like they're very inherently ingrained in everything that we do. And it's interesting because I actually have a client who, you know, her husband owns a super, super successful business and she, and she's now ready to start stepping into her truth. And that's one thing that she kind of always says, it's just like, well, I put my life on hold to pursue, pursue his dreams. But now that it comes down to me, like now I feel like I have this total lack of, of focus, um, to really know like what exactly it is that I want to put my energy towards. 
Very interesting. Very interesting. So I work with also, uh, my girls are all involved in theater, and I have one who's in college who's an acting major. And so a lot of the people in my circle are theater moms, stage moms, or the kids themselves who are the actors. And so I'm always talking to people about following their dreams and not giving up and just the perseverance that it takes to go after a goal where you know that it is a super long shot to be the person who makes their Broadway debut and makes it on Broadway. Um, What kinds of thoughts do you have for people who are pursuing that dream that lots of people doubt? Like what advice would you have for them to keep going and following their dreams when you're surrounded by people who don't believe in you or who think that you're crazy? Oh my goodness. Yes. Um, So much advice. And um, I kind of just want to chime in here as well and just say that, you know, I, I've, I've been there. And I think that it's really easy to look at someone who has managed to do it, has managed to be on the other side and think like, oh, it was so much easier for them. But I come from a family that is very, very risk aversive, very risk aversive, you know, like nine to five benefits, retirement plan, um, house, marriage, children is like the only thing that you can do with your life. Um, And so it was very, very hard even for me to step out of that and even give myself permission to, to dream and to dream about how this could be possible. And one of the things that I love the most in this, um, in these circumstances that is really, really, really going to help is to live as if. And so oftentimes that live as if needs, you need to define what that as if is. And so if it is, you know, like pursuing Broadway, well, what would, you know, what would you look like or what would that version of yourself look like if you were already there, if you were already in Broadway, what would you do differently? How would you act differently? How would you behave differently around other people? And, you know, for some women, for a lot of the women who I work with, because they, they want to leave their nine to fives, it's, you know, the replacement of their income, of their nine to five income, um, or even surpassing their nine to five income, that is their living as if, right? So what would the version of yourself that makes 5k months, you know, like, what would she do differently in her business right now? How would she feel? Um, and then I, I even take this like even one step further. Because I think that that's really, really important because once you come into massive dreams and even just believing that you can do something different with your life, I personally believe that that's something that's even bigger than you and even bigger than your human form. And so what I like to do with that as well is um, give that, give that version of yourself or, or give that message a name. And almost pretend as though it's not even you (laughs) Um, because of the fact that, you know, as human beings, we are so imperfect and we carry around with us a lot of blame, a lot of shame, a lot of self-doubt, a lot of self-esteem issues, confidence issues, you name it. And it's not that the people who are really successful, who are actually living their dreams don't have those things, is that they choose not to focus on them. And so a huge way that um, I've managed to not focus on those things essentially 
is by not even believing, you know, like that what I'm doing is me. It's, it's not Sarah, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to find another name for this other woman who I'm being, but it's, um, it's basically, it's still me inside, but it is a version of me that doesn't carry around all of those human conditions and all of that human suffering. Um, and when I find that I put myself into this position and when I find that I, I ask my clients to do this exercise, um, it's almost like, oh, well, if I'm not Sarah, <laughs> right, then yeah, I can go in and audition for that part. No problem. Yeah, I'm going to give it my all because, you know, like if someone's going to be offended or someone's going to be a damage, you know, it's not my ego. It's not my self-confidence. Those, like, it's not going to affect me in that negative way. And so that whole live as if, I feel like that's, that's been one of the, the biggest defining aspects of how to really get yourself to that point where, um, where you really do believe and you're willing to take those risks. This episode is sponsored by my coaching company, Power of Run. If this is the year you want to run your first or fastest half marathon, walk or run a 5K, or jump into the world of triathlon, check out my online coaching programs at www.crushingmygoals.com forward slash store. You deserve a coach, and no matter what level you are at, you can benefit by somebody who's in your corner, who's cheering for you and helping you get past those little things that trip us up and keep us from crushing our goals. I think that's a really great way to look at it. I like that a lot. I had this long conversation. Well, I actually went on quite a rant about a month ago, and I don't even remember what prompted it, but I had this huge Facebook and Instagram rant. Oh, because somebody said, I have a daughter who's going away. Um, She's going to be a senior in high school next year. And she's going away to a five-week film program um, for college credit. But it's it's a program designed for kids who are going into their senior year of high school. And she had somebody tell her, why would you want to do that? Why don't you just go to the state college like everybody else who doesn't know what they want to do with their life does? And she's like, well, because... I do want to make films with my life. That's what I want my career to be. And so I went on this huge rant a couple a couple of weeks ago about there is no plan B. If there is something that you want and you want that with all your heart and that's all that you can see yourself doing, then no, you shouldn't go get the backup business degree or whatever it is that your parents think is the safe option because you need to be all in. And it's kind of my philosophy that if you go into it with that mindset that this is what you're going to be, then you're going to set your, kind of like what you were talking about, you are living as if that is your life and you are setting, creating those behaviors and habits that will make you successful. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that that reminds me, actually, I had a a family member who also wanted to go into theater. And I remember having another, we were having a conversation, I think it was at dinner, and someone else was talking to her about like, well, do you really think that that's going to work for you? And, you know, in that immediate instance, I just kind of, I, I stepped forward because I was like, you know, she's so young too. And I'm sure that you've probably felt the same way about this with your daughter, but, um, you know, this is how, this is how society shapes us. Right. And this mm-hmm. is exactly what happens is that people want 
they want you to play it safe and they're, they're genuinely afraid. Um, but this is, like you said, I mean, like, this is why it's so important to keep that high vibe mindset <clears throat> because, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> oh my goodness. I've gotten a sore throat lately. Um, it's, this is why it's so important to keep that high vibe mindset because at the end of the day, it, it really is about you and your beliefs and what you believe is true for yourself and how much you can kind of just cut out all of that other noise. Well, and I kind of feel like, you know, going back to the kids again who are, oh, you need a, her, whose parents are telling them you need a plan B, it's coming from, the parents and their insecurities, and maybe the parents were people who didn't chase their dreams, and so they don't really realize it's possible. Absolutely, I mean, absolutely, and I think that that's why so so many um, stars and celebrities um, are so motivating. And you know, you I don't know if you've seen it, but you know, like all their speeches that could show up on all your Facebook posts and Facebook videos, and um, you know, dig into all of that information as much as you can because. If you want to really chase after that one thing that you believe that you totally deserve, you're going to want to listen to those people who are already there, who've already done it, rather than the people who haven't done it at all. And that's kind of like creating your own five people that way too, when you're surrounding yourself with that other positivity. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, that's a really good way of putting it too, right? Like if you if you don't even have those five people in your home, or if you're not currently surrounded by those five people, then, you know, like how can you create those five people of, you know, from these people who you're just really inspired by? That's a wonderful idea. Well, and then just continuing on with this train of thought, my other thought with this um, people bringing you down and wanting you to have a backup plan is that if you are going forward with your whole heart and trying to pursue whatever your dream is, it, you might get into it, you know, six months, a year, two years down the road and decide it really isn't your thing. But along the way, you've learned so much, you might find a different direction, a different branch off that tree that you want to follow. And that might be your thing. And that it might still be related to what your original plan is, but maybe it's something that ultimately makes you happier because, and you did follow your dream and you're still doing what you want to do. You just found it a different way, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that really relates back to that whole inspired living thing, right? So like, how can I show up as the best version of myself? How can I really own up to, you know, like all the things that I want to become and all of the things that I want to express in my life. And, um, I don't know if you've ever read the great leap by Gay Hendricks. Have you read that book? I have not. But I'm going to have to check oh it out now. It is, Kim, this is like one of my favorite mindset books of, of all time. I absolutely love this book. Um, but what he talks about in the book is having different zones. And even with your plan B, um, or even if, if anyone here is listening right now, and you might be in a job where um, you might not actually be a good fit for that job, right? And so like, there's, there's a few different zones. I can't exactly remember what the lower zones are, but it basically comes to, you know, you have your zone of intelligence where is, you know, it's a zone that you're totally okay at. You're good for it. You know, if you're at a job when you're in your zone of intelligence, you do all your work, you get good reviews, whatnot. Then you have your zone um, of excellence and your zone of excellence is you're amazing at this thing, right? Like you're totally rocking whatever this one thing is. Um, and you're, you're really good at it. And then there's the third zone 
or the final zone. And that's your zone of genius. And that zone is like, you're good at it. You're amazing at it. But at the same time, that's the zone that drives you. That's the zone that gives you the most passion in your life. Um, and so sometimes that even happens to people on, on that journey, right? Like on that journey of trying to chase their dreams, you know, maybe they find a dream at first. They're just like, oh, you know, I'm, I used to work for a software company, so I'm going to start an app. Right. And that mm-hmm. might be their zone of excellence because, that's what they were really good at. Um, but then, you know, over time, maybe after starting that, they might be, they might find out for themselves that they really want to go into coaching because that's what they feel like their zone of genius is. And so they're just like little mini redirections really that we create for ourselves. Right. And the only way to find that out is exactly like you said, to just take that leap. Yes. I love all of this. And you know, I think it just goes back to what we originally started about, started talking about, which is how do you help people get to that point where even if they have to stay living in the middle of Kansas, which is where I am, but I mean, anywhere, you know, because their kids are in school and, you know, they have commitments that keep them in one place right now. How do you teach them or how do you get them to find something that they get excited about getting out of bed for every day? Or, you know, how do you find the, you know, just those moments that, because you just, there's so many people that are walking around so depressed and so sad and not happy with their lives. And so for, for people who can't make those big leaps right now, do you have any ideas or tips for how do they can find that joy in small ways every day? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think this is really where um, I, I absolutely love like the law of attraction and manifesting because it might not be meant for you right now, um, but it might like who's to say it's not going to happen for you in six months, in a year, in two years. Um, but one of the best ways to really do that is to start really deciding what it is that you want in life, right? So if, you know, the women who are listening to this and the the women who are really feeling inspired by it, it's obviously because, you know, life is good right now, but maybe there's just that possibility that it could just be a tick better, or maybe there's one thing that you've always wanted to do. And if you're still feeling like, well, yeah, you need still need to make the kids lunches every morning. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes they come home from school and they're sick and then you don't get to work on that passion project that you were working on before. Um, You know, know that there um, you can still do little things every single day um, to really get yourself inspired by everything um, that you do want to be doing. And so really trying to pinpoint, you know, how is it that I want to feel today? How is it that I want to feel in a year from now? Um, How am I doing the things today that are helping me feel the way I want to feel? Because once we get ourselves into into that type of energy and once we get ourselves into that type of positivity, um, one of my favorite quotes is, you know, the mind is everything what we think we become. And so what we focus on expands. And so if we just kind of continuously start to focus on um, those things that really make us happy and those things that we re- eventually want to do, we will find, and, and this has happened to me so many times, that the road to get there just keeps on getting shorter and shorter. And it starts to become a lot clearer, right? Like the fog lifts, um, you're able to see it. You're able to see um, the obstacles. You're able to see the obstacles lifting from that road. Um, and just really believing 
that this will happen, right? It doesn't have to be right now. And in fact, it might be better that it's not right now. It might be better that, you know, right now we just, we still need to decide exactly what it is that we want, or we still need to, you know, work on a few other things within our lives uh, before we actually decide to take that big leap. And so one thing that I often love to start my day with is a morning routine where I focus on, um, and for me, it's a little bit more of a luxury because I do my yoga practice, I do my meditation practice, and I do some journaling. Um, But I mean, all of that can even be summed up within, you know, like 10 minutes in your morning. So you do five minutes of yoga, you do two minutes of meditation, and you do a little bit of journaling, right? 10 Mm -hmm. minutes in your morning, you prime for your entire day. And then you start, you start living as if literally, um, and that is going to help to, to keep you inspired and to keep you moving towards the things that you actually want. And so eventually, um, those things that you really want and those things that you really want to do are going to become clear and you're going to start to create that plan to work towards them. So I have to ask, did you use this type of a morning routine when you guys decided that you wanted to make that leap and move to the family farm in Nicaragua? Is that how the goal got, that time got shortened and shortened and shortened? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so when I first started, um, I started practicing a daily yoga practice about four years ago. And Um, and that was part of my morning routine. And so initially my morning routine was just doing the yoga practice. But then when I started to really dive deeper into business and business mentorship, um, that morning routine started to become a lot more about visualization, about, um, a deep diving into my meditation practice, guided meditations and the journaling. And that was absolutely, like, you're absolutely right. Um, even, even like little things that you would never think were going to happen on that journey. For example, we, for the longest time, when we were deciding that we wanted to move down there, we didn't know where we were going to live because my in-laws have their house, but we didn't want to live, you know, as, as a married couple in one of the rooms in the house where we had to share a bathroom with a whole bunch of other people. I mean, coming down to it, we probably would have taken the opportunity regardless, but that was always like a big thorn in, in all of our plans. It's so, well, where are we going to live before we, we build our house? Right. And as we kind of just started thinking about this and giving ourselves different ideas, all of a sudden one day, his, my, my husband's sister calls and she starts talking to him about how the abandoned house at the, the back of the farm, you know, it already has full plumbing. It already has full electrical. Why don't we just renovate it and make that our house right now? And that was, you know, when we first started even thinking about everything that wasn't even on the table, everyone just thought, you know, the house is in ruins. That's not going to happen. Um, and then, you know, slowly as we started thinking about things and, you know, what we focus on expands, we started talking to people about these ideas. Other people started getting ideas in their heads and then all of a sudden it clicks. Right. And so we were able to move down there much sooner and we were able, so we now have, you know, this cute little home. It's funny because I've always always wanted to live in a tiny home. <laughs> and I feel like that's exactly where I'm living now. Um, but yeah, like we were, we were able to manifest this home and it completely solved that problem. I love it. That's awesome. So you work with women. Is it, only, is it mostly, it's women that you work with, right? Yeah. It's okay. mostly women. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if they wanted to work with you, how do they find you and what types of things can you help them with? 
Sure. So I primarily work with women who want to grow their online businesses um, to finally be able to quit their nine to fives and really live life on their own terms. So live their dream lives, whether that is still living in the town that they're in, but being able to travel or like literally like what I did, picking up and moving locations to, you know, like live that one life that they've been dreaming of their, their entire lives. Um, and so the way that I primarily do that is through one-on-one coaching, one-on-one business and mindset coaching, because I truly believe that um, in order to fully propel yourself forward in your business, you really need the combination of the two. Um, and you can find me at Sarah J. Lorero. So Lorero is L-O-U-R-E-I-R-O.com. Super confusing, but you'll have it in the show notes. Yep, I will. Um, Yeah. And I've created actually a checklist that you can download. um, That's all about how to make consistent 5k months in your business so that you can finally quit that nine to five and and live your dream life. So that will also be up. Um, And that's just basically full of, of uh, a whole bunch of different things um, that we just need to make sure that we have and check in our online businesses to really see them soar. Well, thank you so much for spending time with me. I know that you are busy traveling right now, visiting your mom right now. So thanks for taking time out of that trip to chat and share your wisdom with my listeners. Thank you so much, Kim. I've, I've loved this. I love this topic. And um, yeah, I can't wait to, to see when it goes live. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www dot crushing my goals.com or on all social media as at sign power of run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe as a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week and I will catch you next week. Tuesday.